0: hey guys welcome back to Nuff said podcast this is jack and this is walter and today we've decided to talk about amazing fantasy 15 i'm sure you guys know what amazing fantasy 15 is but if you don't it is the first appearance of spider-man and peter parker um yeah it was uh, one of the
1: first ones that Marvel had done uh, previously if you recall from our last podcast we talked about how um, the comic was known as Atlas comics and Marvel had started a little bit before that with Fan- uh, fantastic 4 number one it had been about a year since fantastic 4 number one came out when they did this so um, yeah it was an interesting story behind this go ahead jack
0: okay so let's get started with the basics so um, amazing fantasy is worth one point it sold at auction for 1.1 million dollars and it is worth 1.35 million dollars in a 9.8 grade um,
1: I, I did read some uh, did some research on that particular side note regarding the value of it and um, it was one of only three comic books that actually broke the million dollar uh, value or you know got that amount of money at auction do you know what the other two are? It's
0: probably uh, the first appearance of Batman, the first appearance of Superman.
1: Ah, all right. So do you remember? Do you know the comics
0: though? All right. So let's see. Detective Comics twenty-seven. Nicely done. Action Comics thirty-eight. No, uh, no. one. It was Man. published in nineteen
1: thirty-eight. Right. Action Comics number one. The first appearance of Superman, and then uh yeah detective comics number 27 which was the first appearance of batman um, and so he joined those ranks which is pretty pretty big company when you think about it right spider-man being up there with superman is a pretty big deal so
0: good for marvel okay so amazing fantasy started with seven issues all titled amazing fantasy they were um short like four story parts um uh their science fiction stories and they lasted maybe a few pages stanley said he really liked doing those comic strips with his friends jack and steve
1: so yeah and and doing my research i also found out that amazing fantasy started out originally as amazing Ad- adventure
0: no, no it's wait
1: you, it's I, so, hold on it started out as amazing adventure and then it became amazing adult fantasy which i think is a very odd and peculiar name maybe not back in 1961 62 but uh definitely a strange name now so i'm very happy that they changed it uh, but if you read the last page of amazing fantasy number 15 stanley actually does say to the readers um and i'm paraphrasing of course here but he talks about how he read many of their letters about uh how they could possibly change up amazing fantasy and um one of the things that they said was get rid of this is the readers now writing back said get rid of um the word adult in the title because they looked at it as an annoyance and an insult to the readers uh, because so many of them were actually teenagers and thus not uh, quite adults so that's why they got rid of the name or the word adult in the name in the title
0: um the catchphrase for Amazing Adult Fantasy was uh, the magazine that respects your intelligence.
1: Yeah, I found that rather funny. Right? Um,
0: <laughs> so that was um, the Amazing Adult Fantasy. Now for Amazing Fantasy 15. So, Stanley, so Marvel wasn't doing too well in sales. Obviously, we know this because um, like Fantastic Four and stuff like that, Atlas comics. But he wanted to cut his losses with Amazing Fantasy, 15. Amazing Fantasy 15. So he just invented this character named Spider-Man because he was typing for something and he had seen a fly on the wall and um, he thought it'd be cool for a superhero to um, be able to stick to the wall like that and that, that became Spider-Man. He eventually um, pitched it to Martin Goodman, who is the founder of Timely Comics, and I guess you could say the Marvel, uh, uh, the founder of Marvel Comics. And Martin Goodman hated it, but Stanley did it anyways because they were canceling the magazine anyways. So, well, it was that that last episode, or
1: sorry, last issue. I just want to call them episodes. It was that last issue, and that's when Goodman finally said, "Fine, you can do it, but you're doing it in the last issue." um he had been bothering him for months about it from what i had read and stan lee was trying to say you know hey we're not going to go with a typical superhero And Goodman was like, well, the typical superhero is this iconic figure that people look up to with, you know, they're they're better than the average human type thing. And Lee was saying, no, we want an average human. We want a human that has problems just like they had with Fantastic Four. If you remember in our last podcast, we talked about how they were a family of dysfunction. They had real problems. And uh, that that really kind of rang true with many of the readers for uh, Fantastic Four. And Lee wanted to try his luck with doing it with a a teenage uh, hero as well right so
0: so the difference between spider-man and all the other superheroes they created at the time is that spider-man or Peter Parker I should say he's a sophomore in high school Um, so he has teenager problems and on top of that he is an orphan and well yes and no well he's raised by his right He's raised so. by his uh, aunt and uncle, but his parents are dead, um, he's this nerd, no one really likes him, he's, he's incredibly smart, um, but he's just a teenager, and as we know, teenagers have problems when they are a teenager. Um, so instead of having professional problems like the Fantastic Four I mean, he has personal ones, and that comes across in some of the Spider-Man issues that he reads, whether that he gets like an asthma attack while he's fighting crime or um, he breaks a leg or something and has to pay for the medical bills.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, in reading the, the issue itself, when he first dons the costume, when he's going to wrestle, which we'll talk about shortly, when he's going to wrestle, he um, decides to wear the mask simply because he says to himself, I don't want to look like a fool and if I do, at least I'll have this mask on. Nobody will know who I am. And he's full of that self-doubt all throughout the um, that particular issue. It's it's pretty funny, right? But Lee did say he wanted him to have typical teenage problems: acne, problems with girls, uh, self-doubt, and all that teenage angst that comes with it, right? So, Jack, you know what you know what he's feeling.
0: Yeah. Right? So, um, <laughs> on a to build off of uh, Peter being a teenager. Stanley wanted because Stanley was a teenager. He wanted Peter Parker to look like a teenager. Now, if you look at the Thing or Captain America, they're they're buff. They have tons and tons of muscles. But um, he is not. He's he's 15 year old. Um, so he first gave the assignment to Jack Kirby. Um, but then he made Peter look way too muscular. So then he gave it to Steve Ditko. Uh, those two actually did the cover, and we'll talk about the cover in a second, but uh, St- Steve Ditko made him um, look more like a teenager.
1: Right. He did all the artwork in the pages of the issue, but um, Kirby actually ended up doing the artwork. Um, it's mostly because Stan Lee trusted uh, Jack Kirby to do the cover art for pretty much all of their magazines, and so he wasn't going to rely on anybody else, even somebody like Ditko, who, as you know, is pretty famous in the um, comic book world. But um, yeah, so it's Kirby doing the cover, Ditko doing the artwork on the inside, and then uh, Stanley doing all the plot work with the uh, various dialogue and so forth and so on.
0: Alright, so would you like to talk about the cover? Because the cover is very important. I'll let you you cover it. Okay, so... No pun intended. As we know... (laughs) Sorry. The cover is um extraordinarily famous everybody that is that collects comic books whether they collect all dc or they collect all marvel they know what amazing fantasy is um they've done a number of variant covers in certain issues of spider-man um but it's it's basically famous one of its most famous qualities is its cover
1: can i be honest though I would not have known that that was the first uh, appearance of Spider-Man and um, that that was the cover that was the first appearance of Spider-Man. Even as a kid, when I did my collecting, I just didn't know that. So it wasn't until you uh, bought the poster that you've got in your room that I even knew that that was the copy that first showed Spider-Man. Of course, on the cover it says, Introducing Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, so So. if you look at um, the cover, Spider-Man is swinging from a building, carrying a man off the ground in a good way, not a bad way. But there is a speech bubble saying, "They, though the world may mock Peter Parker, the timid teenager, it will soon at the awesome might of Spider-Man." Marvel at the awesome might
1: of Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, so as it, it's twelve cents, twelve cents, thirty pages now worth. Yeah, one point 1. one million. Yeah, yeah one point three. Yeah, so I've seen, um, I remember in the the early 2000s, uh, Marvel reprinted Amazing Fantasy, but did it in a, they kept the artwork, they just made it more modern. It's actually really cool looking, I've seen it. Um, But I've seen an issue where it's Deadpool swinging from a building in the exact formation of what Spider Man is, but his rope has broken and he's like swearing. Yeah. And I find that funny.
1: You know what makes me laugh? You mentioned the price of it and um we've talked obviously quite a bit here about how unpopular this particular title was, Amazing Fantasy, and that it was going to be the last issue. So I wonder, honestly, I wonder how many copies of this particular issue went unsold and at the time maybe got thrown out by a store owner or maybe just you know found its way to a trash bin in some form or fashion simply because that it wasn't one that was a high seller you know i wonder how many people had this held on to this for quite some time not realizing what they would have had nearly 60 years later you know
0: um not to go off topic of the issue but um Marble zombies was published in 2005 the first um cover first issue of marvel zombies uh, was a zombified version of this cover yeah. and it is exactly the same. I have to say
1: that there are several cool Marvel zombie covers out there for various uh, issues. This is one of my favorites and so.
0: the covers for Marvel zombies are all previous covers but there's not there's zombies on the covers um, So this was just the coolest.
1: Yeah, if you haven't had a chance yet to take a look at this particular zombified cover, I would definitely recommend Googling it or just seeing if you can find it at your local comic shop or what have you, because it's it's a pretty
0: cool one. So, yeah, and the series is pretty good as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's see. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the issue, right? So we've, we've talked about Stan Lee getting the idea from The Fly on the Wall, and then how did this this teenager get his powers it's interesting because I saw this in my research that originally he had him be like a Shazam like character where he got his powers from a magic ring and in that ring he also would have used the ring to shoot out his web fluids which is pretty cool but I have to say I wonder if it changed because they knew that they were kind of biting off of the Shazam, uh, you know, uh, plot, starter, foundation, whatever, and, uh, and went with the radioactive spider instead. But it was just, they had already done their plagiarism, if you will. I want to call it plagiarism, but their but they're stealing of ideas with fantastic, uh, fantastic Four. So I just, I guess they saw the popularity of it and said, hey, we can do this somewhere else. But they went with the radioactive spider, fortunately. Oh, I just realized that. Right?
0: If you look at the first page of Maze Fantasy*, Peter Parker is sitting in a corner. But if you look at his shadow, it's yeah. Spider-Man, spider web, yeah. yeah. And on the first page, it said it shows a bunch of high schoolers making fun of um, Peter Parker. Actually, what I like about this cover is that the kids. Because this was in the 60s, the kids are wearing 60s clothes. They're all wearing like suits or well, yeah. sweaters. And I just yeah. find that funny.
1: Yeah, very archy like. Right? Yeah. Archie and jughead. Um, yeah. Alright, so there's there's that sort of starter feel, right? Um, other side notes, um, talking about this particular issue, right? Um, where am I here? Yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, we'll talk more about the Stan Lee coining the phrase, but um, Things that I noted, not necessarily in this issue, but as I was reading and, and how much they were talking about um, Peter Parker being this nerd, that it, um, you know he was a weakling and he wasn't well liked. Obviously that first page of the issue shows that he isn't well liked, that people look at him as a nerd, he doesn't know how to dance and so forth and so on. He's Midtown High's only professional wallflower, etc. And I laugh because I think to myself, um, I wonder if it gained its popularity, this issue gained popularity for Amazing Fantasy because at the time maybe so many people, so many kids, teenagers, read this and thought of themselves. Like, was he in fact a relatable character because he was this weakling nerd? And and comic book readers at the time might have been more of that sciency, glasses-wearing nerd type that um, that related to his figure, right? All right, so
0: as we see on um, on the second page, is that there's a brief description that Stanley writes is saying, uh, basically saying Peter Parker is, all, is basically a nerd. Um, but it says that um, Aunt May, his aunt, and Uncle Ben, his uncle, loved him so much um, because, you know, they didn't have kids and I guess he was their only child but they thought uh, the world of him Um, they cared about him so much but um, then as you see that he um, the teachers also love him and he is a great student um, and he's very smart Um, but then there's this picture of him trying to ask a girl out and um, she says no and then the next page says and then flash thompson first another first appearance of the character um asks her out and then says yes obviously because he has problems with girls
1: right so obviously he also as you get further into the issue he this is where he decides to start uh, to go to the science hall exhibit and see if anybody wants to go and of course they said no we'll take the chicks i love i love the language right Call Flash Thompson calling the girl doll and we'll take the chicks and so forth. You stick to science, son. We'll take the chicks. Bookworm's just book her, Right. right. Bookworm. Well, bookworm's still used, right? But, um, you know, they say things like, give our regards to the Atom Smashers, Peter, right? It's just kind of funny how they do that, right? So, um, they'll one day they'll be sorry they laughed at me, so forth and so on. And he's not wrong, but at the time he's not thinking it because he's going to be a superhero. He's thinking, I'm going to be Bill Gates right, before there was a Bill Gates. And he's going to be that science nerd that's working in a lab making, making uh, some kind of new invention or whatever, and that they'll all be sorry. And
0: right? I find it funny that if you look at Peter Parker in some of the later, some of the issues from the 80s, um, he looks nothing like this Peter Parker we see. Well, yeah, that's just... But that, this is probably just because before he got bit by a spider, which is coming up soon, in these uh, pages.
1: So I'm looking at this as I sift through the, the issue right and they're working on radioactive rays and so forth and how they can control them and it makes me laugh one because they're all standing there in front of these radioactive ray machines right with no cover of any kind and uh, no protection of any kind so forth and so on they're not behind any lead walls or anything like that and then on top of that I would never see a scientist be so careless but the, the um, frame that has the tiny spider descending from the ceiling in an almost invisible strand of web, right? I mean, without this happening, we wouldn't have a story, but it just makes me laugh how careless these scientists are as, they, um, as the spider sort of descends from the ceiling, right? And then the spider obviously bites him in his dying moments, right? As the spider is getting ready to die, he bites uh, Peter Parker and he says why is he glowing so and so forth right so and that is where we obviously get um the start of spider-man right so the first part is him being this nerdy kid that goes to the science exhibit and then of course he gets bit and he goes out for air and speaking of leaving for air we're gonna do the same right here we're gonna take a break and um you know have you guys come back right after these commercial messages All right, welcome back um we were just talking about amazing fantasy number 15 as you know so we're going to uh, get to the second part what i like to refer to as the second part of this issue uh the first part obviously talking about peter parker as that nerdy science geek and uh suddenly got bit at a science exhibit by the radioactive spider and now he's starting to recognize that he has something wrong with him something different right and uh, as he's walking, he literally says that, right? I feel different as though my entire body's charged with some sort of fantastic energy. And I, I laugh because he says he feels charged. And then you, there's, a, in the illustration, there's a car behind him that's honking its horn. And I, I have to say that looking at his fingers and looking at him, it's got to be the first mention of Spidey Sense, even though it's not actually called uh, Spidey Sense. Yeah. Spidey Sense. Well... He calls it his spidey sense in the issues he calls it well why are you shaking
0: your head at me he says he calls it his spidey sense all the time right okay but the car comes around and like basically runs it over him over but he realizes it from his spider sense and he jumps he jumps back but then he sticks onto a wall like a spider yes um I love the
1: driver calls him an egghead
0: too. By the way, so then right. he he crawls up to the oh yeah egghead kind of 60 vocabulary right. But then he climbs up a building, and he says, um, it's it's as easy as if I were just walking on the street. Right. Um. But then a kid sees him walking on the side of a building, and um, his I don't think we really put that. But
1: well, it's the next few frames and pages just talk about his uh, various abilities that he gets on oh, no, the I ability it, to walk meant,
0: like the mom saying like uh, it's not movies.
1: oh enough horror movies yeah well i mean that's a typical mom
0: thing right all right Where... and then, sorry and then when he gets to the top of the top, the top of the building he crushes a steel pipe in his palm yeah and i think the thing i've realized i was thinking about this the other day um peter parker has the doesn't have the strength of the spider he has a proportional strength to the spider if he had the strength of the spider in a human body but wasn't proportional he would be so weak but it's proportional because a human is big and that is why he's able to crush us that's why his like webs are incredibly strong or he can crush um a steel pipe in his hand but yeah just just kind of like an add-on to his power
1: right so i I like how as he's discovering all his powers that last frame shows him in the background actually and in the foreground there is a spider on a web right so uh and then we get to the next part in my opinion of this issue where um he somehow walks by a wrestling match and sees he says himself hey here's a good chance for me to test my power Right? and uh, if you've not read the issue but you may have seen um, the Spider-Man movie with, with Toby Tobey Maguire uh, they actually are pretty faithful to the issue in that movie considering they have Uncle Ben they have Aunt May they have him being bitten by the spider he starts out as just kind of this nerd uh, and yes he does actually get uh, to wrestle Crusher Hogan um, and I didn't realize this at the time when I saw the movie I think Jackson you might have been really young i'm trying to remember when that movie came out
0: 2002
1: 2002, you weren't even born there you go right Mm -hmm. so um when i went to see that movie i didn't realize it at the time but that was played by randy macho man savage who if yeah so if you're at all a wrestling fan you may have seen him in that scene and said to yourself wait how do i know that person right Macho Man Savage was well known in the '80s with the WWF and uh, eventually the WWE, right? And uh, he just had this this over the top personality, um, dressed loudly, and uh, he was no different in the movie. It was quite actually quite funny. Um,
0: just like something to add on to Peter Parker or uh, uh, the movie is that um, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire is honestly the only. spider-mans that have like aunt may and uncle ben old or like mj with red hair none of the other ones have that yeah or um the one although i like the ones with tom holland he does he doesn't seem like a nerd at all
1: yeah so so there
0: so this might be our debate that we send out
1: to our listeners right you can always email us about uh your take on it and i i love the tom holland movies i do however the debate is this is tom holland is he play? Does he play the character of Peter Parker, this nerdy, teen angst-ridden character, very well? And does the um, does the Marvel Universe, the MCU version of Peter Parker and Spider-Man, do they adhere to that to that idea that Aunt May is old, that Uncle Ben is old, right? Aunt May in the most recent movies with Tom Holland, like she's this. She's not 30. She's she's definitely 40 to 50. But she is like this hot milf sort of mom that uh, people might look at and and think she's beautiful. And that's not who Aunt May is in the um, in the issues. Right. So um, that's our that's our thought. That's our question for all you listeners out there. Does the Tom Holland movie, as good as they are, do they adhere to that foundational Peter Parker Spider-Man uh, plot line without May being old? And, and which do you like better? You like Toby Maguire that sort of adheres to that idea, or do you like the Tom Holland version? I'd be curious to hear from our listeners on what they think. So, all right, let us continue, right? So of course, he decides to go to the wrestling match, he goes home, right? He puts on some old clothes, leaves his glasses there. He needs to find a way to disguise himself. And so he does put on a does, sort of mask.
0: He does put on a spider mask,
1: yeah. Yeah, not yet. He's just wearing a mask, right? Uh, I love that um, Crusher Hogan there uh, does actually call him a masked marvel, right, which is kind of funny. Uh, and then, again, he jumps in the ring, and Hogan comes after him. He just kind of leaps over him, jumps around, right, and then picks him up and he's on the top of the pole, picks him up and then he just sort of um, wins the match, right? What I did not know as I read the rest of this issue, however was that he is uh, seen, this this whole spectacle is seen by a TV producer of some sort who looks to make a um, celebrity out of Spider-Man's character, right?
0: Yeah, so he gives him money and um and then then peter parker goes home and he he makes the spider-man or actually he's thinking to himself that uh, he can't really tell anybody about a What? what Okay, um no scratch that he says since i have the powers of a spider he'll make a spider costume in which his red and blue costume with the webs um is born um but then yeah but then, on um, Maywalks in the room, it kind of tr- still treats him like uh, like a baby, like a, a weakling. Um, then he says, if they only knew how strong he was. But, um, another important piece is that a spider has webs. And as we know, Spider-Man has webs. But he, um, he makes this little device that shoots out the webs um, out of his wrists. And they're incredibly strong. And he does the thing with his finger,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, and then he becomes Spider-Man. And what I find interesting is that in this issue, he under his armpits he has um, the webs, like a glider. Right. Yeah. So, and it's not really added anymore, but yeah. Uh,
1: so, uh, in the issue part two starts. Um, And I find that interesting, right? Because I feel like this is maybe part three, but uh, he makes it to the studio and starts doing all kinds of craziness, right? Walking on walls and shooting his webs and so forth and so on. And people love him. And then, of course, again, that Tobey Maguire uh, film version does stick to the, um, the next piece when he's leaving the studio. It doesn't stick to it with the TV studio part but as he's leaving the wrestling match in the movie um, a man that's stolen all the money runs and Pete decides not to stop the um, the criminal right and the cop kind of gets mad at him and he says hey whatever I'm gonna be rich and famous and so forth and so on again I didn't know this I'd never read the origin story so I did not know that he had become like this world famous you know tv star before becoming spider-man um you know the 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 hero right so uh so we get into the next part of course where a a robber has been cornered in a warehouse an old warehouse the acme warehouse building i love that name
0: in one of the frames is that um there's a cop that tells Spider-Man that if he had only tripped him or stopped him... That's true. ...he would have gotten got out of the way. But then Spider-Man walks away he's being arrogant.
1: Yeah, right? arrogant. And sir. he says,
0: like, I've got better things to do. I'm, right. I'm just we'll, we'll get back to that.
1: And so, uh, yeah, he thinks nothing of it, right? I love the foreshadowing there without realizing it is foreshadowing. But he does go to help um, with the robber because he also hears that Uncle Ben um, Uncle Ben has been, um, shot, right, and murdered, and then as he goes to stop this robber, he realizes it is the guy that, uh, the robber, or from earlier in the episode or issue, how we say FF episode, uh, that is the guy earlier in the issue that ended up getting away. And if he'd only stopped him, maybe he wouldn't have um, shot Uncle Ben, of course, right? The idea that, that he could have saved Uncle Ben's life if he had stopped the man earlier. So, and then the issue ends with him basically walking away, feeling bad for himself and what he could have done and so forth. And it's where the famous tagline that Stan Lee writes in that last frame, um, I forget exactly how the wording goes right but with great power there must also come great responsibility and it's been used uh, Numerous times by a variety of people. So uh, There you have it, you know, like I said over 60 or almost 60 years later you've got spider-man with multiple movies and TV shows and action figures and so forth and so on just becoming one of the most iconic um, Characters in all of comics, right? The rest of the issue, of course, goes with a variety of stories: the Bell Ringer, um, which is a very odd story, and then Man in the Mummy Case, also a very odd, odd story, and then finally ends with the story of um, I think it's Martians Among Us. Yeah. So, but I, I also like to point out that in that issue, the fan page is where Stan Lee first talks about changing. The name of Amazing Adult Fantasy to just Amazing Fantasy, and uh, that they're gonna—they plan on answering a lot of the fan letters and so forth. I just thought that this was always an amazing piece. When I read comics back in the '80s, um, I remember seeing a lot of fan um, commentary and uh you never read that that's it yeah you I should read, read it
0: i it's read the other the letters in the 80s i haven't read this
1: though and yeah i mean he talks about they're gonna have spider-man appear in a um in a monthly mag well and that there would be two spider-man stories uh per issue right and obviously they're, they're not like that anymore but that's what they were saying right so, so i think so. to
0: add on to that um stanley put that in um the he had put that in Build, I think, what's called the Stan Soapbox, we'll call it that, because that's what it's called in the 80s, but um, he completely forgot about it for seven months, uh, and then he realized he probably had read in Amazing Fantasy that he had promised an ish, a mag, so he made the adult, not adult, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Well, I'll also tell you,
1: I <laughs> Excuse me. I read um, that Martin Goodman saw the numbers uh, a few months later, the quarterly numbers, and saw that Amazing Fantasy had done so well. And that's where um, Amazing Spider-Man got his start. I also
0: read that um, oh, Martin Goodman hated it at first, and hated the idea at first, and then after he realized how successful it was, he took credit for it.
1: Oh, I hadn't read that. Um, but but why not? I mean, he is uh, the owner of the mag. Yeah, so, so
0: I think... Um, Amazing Fantasy doubled Marvel's doubled Marvel's sales um, with that issue. Uh, yep. And then uh, Marvel became so famous with all these superheroes that you created that the Silver Age of Comics, which was the age of comics at the time, was changed to the Marvel. Or not changed, but kind of nicknamed the Marvel Age of Comics. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, a,
1: it's definitely one of those sort of beginning stories that y- you don't realize at the time any more than you would with some of the things that we that we see and talk about and so forth today right but uh, but definitely one worth mentioning so that's our uh, that's our take on amazing fantasy number 15 or the first appearance of spider-man uh our next issue we're not quite sure where we're gonna go with it uh it 39 uh, who's in
0: that
1: iron man oh is that the iron man issue yeah all right well maybe we'll, maybe we'll do x-men or- yeah we'll, we'll have to we'll have to talk about it i mean we don't have to go with the first issues but um you know the first appearance issues every month but i, I definitely that's one because iron man obviously is such a popular character especially these days with the mcu um but we will definitely you know figure out what we're going to do and maybe we'll send out a quick little um, two minute podcast just saying what we're going to talk about and, and where we're going to go with that story anyway thanks for listening um, we look forward to seeing you guys next month and um, just yeah stay with us yeah make All sure right. you listen Thank All you. Right. Bye. alright thanks bye